At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. You found primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Hello and welcome to a Wednesday edition of Primetime Action here on VSIN. Matt Brown, Wes Reynolds on the desk with us here today on a Wednesday. Kelly Bidlin behind the glass. Gil back next week with us here. Stick around. We are going to talk NBA with John Von Tobel. So you're going to want to stick around. Or, or just John Tobel, however you want to do it. If you want to leave the Von out, we're fine with that. Uh, John George Tobel is actually a middle name there. Johnny Velo from DraftKings going to join us. We'll talk about everything that's going on. With them, new market opening up down in Arizona a few months ago. The numbers coming out there. He said they were going to be big, and they were definitely big. Eric Eager from Pro Football Focus also going to join us to talk some NFL. But, but Wes, you have a couple of bets here that are, that are tipping off right now. Yeah, a couple early college basketball did take Nebraska plus 15 and a half against Michigan State. Sparty does have the weekend meeting with the arch rival, a very struggling Michigan club right now. So Michigan State's kind of had some problems with the turnover with this new point guard, Tyson Walker, the transfer out of Northeastern Nebraska, starting to run more some pressure defense under Fred Hoiberg. So in Nebraska, I think can stay within the number. And then I did lay a small money line with Florida, the unranked Gators over the Alabama Crimson Tide. Florida, I think it's still kind of priced into the number that they lost at home to Texas Southern. I think they were like a 25-point favorite or something like that. But this is a very solid defensive club. We know Alabama likes to run Florida a little bit slower in terms of tempo. So a small money line on Florida. I think the Gators are about one, one one-and-a-half-point favorites at close. We're going to have our power rankings on this show. We are going to talk golf as well because the golf season is kicking off. I am super Super excited. Of course, Wes does as much golf betting as, as Kelly and I do, so super excited to have him here to talk about that as well. But we do have some tip-offs in the NBA that are starting right now. Rockets and Wizards is 7 Eastern, 4 Pacific. The Wizards are 7, 7.5-point home favorites there, 230.5 to 231.5 in that one on the total. 7 Eastern, 4 Pacific. The Sixers and the Magic, the Sixers are 8.5 to 9-point road favorites, 212.5 to 13. The total, 7 Eastern, 4 Pacific. The Pistons and Hornets. Hornets, 10.5-point home favorites. 226.5 to 227.5. The total there. Spurs and Celtics at 730 Eastern, 430 Pacific. The Celtics are 7.5 to 8-point home favorites. 223, 223.5, your total. 730 Eastern, 430 Pacific. The Nets and the Pacers. The Nets are 8.5-point eight, eight road favorites. 224.5, 225. Your total, and we will, as we are watching on the screen below us, uh, not even listed on the injury report at all. Kyrie Irvin will make his 
debut for mm-hmm. the uh, Nets tonight against the Pacers, and uh, that's why you're looking at an eight-and-a-half-point eight and line there. And Steve Nash in the uh, pregame media availability was saying Kyrie expecting about 30 minutes tonight. Of course, this is his first game of the season, so I had no idea what to do with this game. I think this is going to be an interesting handicap if you're getting involved tonight because you obviously are adding a ball-dominant mm-hmm. player who is going to get his shots and his touches, but you have a Nets defensive team that has been a lot better this mm-hmm. year, really, than they have so. Is it going to affect him more offensively or defensively? I know we'll ask JBT that in the next segment. So uh, uh, big doings with Kyrie returning tonight for Brooklyn at Indianapolis. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this is one of those things where we were talking about, I mean, Kevin Durant was just playing astronomical minutes and they had to get, they had to get him some time where he could go and sit on the bench and not have tired legs as they get towards the, the end of the season, of course, in the playoff run as well. Uh, also at 7.30 Eastern, 4.30 Pacific, we have the Warriors and the Mavericks. The Warriors are four and a half point road favorites in that one. 2.13, and a half the total. Eight Eastern, five Pacific. The Thunder and the Wolves. The Wolves are nine, nine and a half point home favorites in that one. 2.18 and a half the total. Eight Eastern, five Pacific, the Raptors and the Bucks. The Bucks are two, two and a half point, two, two to three point home favorites. They're 221 and a half all the way to 222 and a half the total. 10 Eastern, seven Pacific, Jazz and Nuggets. The Jazz are two and a half to three point road favorites, 224, 224 and a half the total. 10 Eastern, seven Pacific, the Hawks and the Kings. The Hawks, two, two and a half point road favorites. Over the Kings, a big 233 and a half, but to all the way from anywhere from 230, no, 235 and a half, all the way to 236 and a half in this one. If you uh, want to shop around on the total in that one, and then 10 Eastern, 7 Pacific, the Heat and the Blazers. The Heat are one and a half to two point road favorites over the Blazers, 216 to 217. Your total there. Yeah, and on that Golden State-Dallas game, by the way, which is going to tip off about a half hour from now, the fives are disappearing. So some money Mm -hmm. is coming in on the Dallas Mavericks. This, of course, being Dirk Nowitzki, Jersey retirement night. I don't know if that's the reason for Mm -hmm. the move here. But, you know, Dallas at five. Luka has been back the last couple games, kind of playing his way back into shape, trying to improve his efficiency. Obviously, this is a lost team without Luka Doncic. So he is back on the floor. And the reason you're seeing the Bucs only laying two and a half, Giannis Antetokounmpo out tonight with illness. Kelly, anything on your betting card tonight? No, nothing nothing yet. I am looking at the Jazz in that late game, uh, but a lot of injury news still to wait on there. Looks like Donovan Mitchell should be a go tonight, but Rudy Gobert still listed as questionable. Boyan Bogdanovich still listed as questionable. If those two are a go, I will be in on the Jazz, but now not, nothing, nothing in these early games. I know JVT is going to be on next segment. I know he has uh, one one tip early. He's playing. He's on the Pistons at plus ten and a half. I w- I do I do lean that side. I actually got close to playing that myself, but uh, John clearly has bigger cojones than I do because I didn't ended up staying away from it. But uh, like that side, and I like I like the prop that you ended up playing in one of the late games. So I'm at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I uh, I'm on Anthony Simons tonight over 19 and a half points in that Blazers game. Listen, obviously no Lillard also. No McCollum tonight for them. So this will be, um, it's not going to be for lack of attempts. So this is one of those things, this is one of those props I really enjoy playing when it's like, I don't really have to worry about 
a guy getting his attempts. I don't really have to worry about a, a game script getting in the way or any kind of anything like that as far as a guy getting there. Look, unless he has an atrocious night shooting, he's going to get there. If he has a bad night shooting, he's not going to get there. But it's going to be it's not going to be for lack of attempts here because he's going to be the the guy trying to put mm-hmm. the ball in the bucket tonight for for the Blazers. So these are the type of the props that I kind of like to play when I'm not worried about okay, man, he's he's going to need to get you know X amount of help here. He's going to need you know the the game to go this way that way whatever. No, he's going to be the guy that's, that's throwing it at the hoop tonight. And West hopefully it goes in enough where he has a 20 in the total at the end. No, of the night. And, it, and it makes absolute sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, Simons, by the way, did have 43 on Monday night against Atlanta. Kind of got overshadowed, even though the Blazers got the victory by Trey Young, who had 56. <laughs> but Simons hit nine threes mm-hmm. on Monday night. That was the most for a Portland player this season. You know the Blazers if you've watched them. Damian Lillard, CJ McCollum, those guys aren't bashful about getting up shots. So a great performance for Simons. So that absolutely makes sense on that prop yeah, tonight. And that number over at DraftKings is actually only 18 and a half. It's minus 125 to the over, but uh, you might be able be able to find even a better number out there than uh, what Matt did. But Matt, I mean, I think this goes back to what well, we Kelly. Talk- why did I only? Why 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 did I uh, play 19 and a half? Because <laughs> I guess it was you know because there, there's there's, there's one place that has it posted here. So yes, that's why there's get- one place that has it posted. So I have to play what's posted. Your yes. only option in town. Yeah. Yes. The, the uh, I think this goes back though to a lot of what we've talked about with player props this year in the NBA, where it's like if you have this type of situation on a team, look for that that Norman Powell number is going to be the first one that gets adjusted. They're going to books are automatically going to look to okay, who's the next most obvious scorer mm. on the team? So you're going to see that number get adjusted. He's at 22 and a half tonight. You want to look, I think you always want to look at kind of who's going to be that secondary scorer on the team where the, his number might not be as ju- adjusted as much from this game to his last game, but he's still the guy who's going to get those attempts up like you're talking about. Two games on the ice tonight. Uh, this one dropping right now. So if you want to get in, Oilers and the Maple Leafs right now. Maple Leafs are minus 310 home favorites, plus 250 on the Oilers. And then a 730 Eastern, 430 Pacific, the Blues and the Penguins. Uh, the Penguins are minus 135 home favorites, plus 115 on the Blues in that one. We yeah, no Connor McDavid, mm-hmm. by the way, for the uh, Edmonton Oilers. So that explains, of course, the <laughs> big move. The Toronto Maple Leafs have been red hot, too. They're only third in the athletic Atlantic Division, but 28 or 21-8-2 and two so far on the season. So we don't get that Austin Matthews-Connor McDavid showdown tonight. So we have news, and this is something, Kelly, we talked at length about over the last two days, and it did, in, it did in fact, come to fruition here. So uh, the Joe Mixon thing, he well, he probably wasn't going to play anyway, but he's definitely not going to play now. Um, he got moved to the COVID list, so he's not going to play on Sunday. And then as we kind of speculated, Joe Burrow is also going to sit for the uh, for the Bengals in this one. It's a, you know, air quote, sore right knee. We saw him have to come out of that game late. He was limping around over on the sideline. So, yeah, you know, look, it made all the sense in the world. This team already in the playoffs. This team is nothing. It is dust without Joe Burrow out on that field. So getting him the rest makes all the sense in the world for them. And, and Ian Rappaport kind of followed up on this report where he said he his sources say to expect more to be added to the, this list of Cincinnati players that aren't going to play this week. 
Maybe that means Chase. Mm-hmm. Maybe that means Higgins. May, all these guys, important players there for them. Uh, you know, maybe Hendrickson on the defensive side. So there, there, there could be a lot of guys on the Cincinnati side that end up not playing. Again, that's a Rappaport coming out just a little bit ago saying that he thinks that there's going to be even more added to this list. Yeah, no surprise really here because you look, obviously, Cincinnati. They would need a lot of help. Mm-hmm. And it's not likely that the Titans are going to lose outright at Houston. It certainly could happen. Kansas City, of course, they're a double-digit favorite at Denver, and then they would also need New England to lose at Miami, and they're about a, a close to a touchdown road favorite. So discretion being the better part of Valor. So it looks like we are getting Brandon Allen versus Case Keenum in the <laughs> Browns-Bengals finale this week. And, and what that has done, this total dips to 30, uh, 30. You can actually find a 37 and a half out there right now on this total. And then this line flips to now the Browns as six-point home favorites over Cincinnati. And again, you're going to say, well, it's just, it's, it's just Burrow and Mixon. I think this, this, this move is basically people getting out in front of what is likely to be some more big yeah, names. Some added. linemen, yeah. some defenders, Jamar Chase yeah. could be likely to sit this week as well. So, so it makes sense that this thing moved as much as it did. We are going to talk some NBA, ask him about his plays, what he thinks about some of these other games that are coming on tonight. John Von Tobel coming up after the break. It's primetime action here on Visa. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Primetime action here on VSIN, Matt Brown, Wes Reynolds, and Kelly Bidlin behind the glass. But with us now, our NBA analyst, our NBA expert, John George Tobel, joining us here via Skype audio. John, how you doing tonight, man? Doing well, doing well. Expert, um, I'll take it, I'll take it. So what are you, Kelly said you were on something early here. What, what game was that and what, are, what, what side are you on? Yeah, I bet, I bet the total in Atlanta and Sacramento. I got it this morning over 229 and a half. And last look, it's like 234 and a half, 235. Uh, it, so it's a play on a couple of things. But if you look, you know, the Hawks, just like every other team, have been going through a lot of COVID issues. Uh, but they got Trey Young back. But since they had Trey Young back, it's just been him and a whole bunch of other guys who can't really defend very well. And so over the last four games, all four have gone over the total. They got a defensive rating of like 130.2. It's been pretty bad. So played that over against the Sacramento Kings, considering how bad the Kings have been. Defensive rating of 119 over the last two games. They've been really subpar defensively all season long. So figured it was a low number by my account. And sure enough, the market agreed. 
John, the game of the night, probably about 20 minutes from tipping off here, certainly from a storyline standpoint, are the Brooklyn Nets going to my hometown of Indianapolis to visit the Indiana Pacers. Kyrie Irving making his season debut. Six and a half in the overnight, now up to eight and a half, total about 225. Uh, how do you handle this, or do you even handicap this at all? Because I was talking with the producer, our producer, Kelly Bidlin. It's like, what do you do with this game? Because you have no idea what you're going to get with a ball-dominant guard. So does that mean they're going to run more offensively? We know the defense has been very good for this team. So what are you anticipating tonight in Indianapolis? Yeah, what a night for you to be in, huh, Wes? The game of the night involves the Indiana Pacers. What a coincidence. <laughs> Look, I think sometimes, Wes, and you and I have discussed this before when you've been on the edge where, you know, the market and betters kind of overreact to the star coming mm -hmm. back, right? Like Kyrie Irving, he hasn't played competitive basketball for a while. So his impact, especially offensively, right, I don't know what it's going to be like. So I think the market's getting a little strong here on the side of the Brooklyn Nets. Like you expected it to react in that, in that style. But it's not a side I would be on. But on the other end, this is what makes it interesting for the Pacers, where it's, you know, Kyrie Irving is not a good defender. If you look at some of the numbers in terms of what he does for a team's defensive rating since he's been in the league, each and every single year he's been in the NBA, his team's defensive rating gets worse when he is on the floor. That's going to be out there tonight, right? So it, it does look like it's a situation where it's an inflated number with a team that's going to be much worse defensively with the worst guy in the backcourt in Kyrie Irving. And if you look at some of the defensive numbers with him and James Harden together last year, we're talking about a defensive rating that's hovering around right 117. So that's a really poor defensive unit. So I, to me, it would be Pacers or pass. And, and I do think going forward, this is going to be an interesting dynamic where these Brooklyn Nets games could start to go over the total on the road, but then start to come under the total when they're at home. Because when you're back at home and Kyrie can't play, then you get some of these more defensive-minded role players who are going to get bigger minutes, as opposed to on the road when Kyrie Irving is going to be available. So it's something I'm monitoring big picture going forward. But tonight... Like, it got to be paces or pass just because I think the market overreacts when guys come back for the first time. John, we have the Bucks taking the floor tonight without Giannis, and that has them down at two-point favorites over the Raptors. Where uh, where do you anticipate the, the scoring coming from in this one? And also, how are you kind of looking at this on this Bucks squad w without Giannis being out there? Yeah, it was the, the biggest drop off with the Bucks without Giannis is their defense, right? If you look at the defensive rating with him on and off the court and that bench getting involved with more minutes, uh, it, it drops off uh, by a lot. I think we're talking in the range of uh, last look a couple of days ago, I think it was 113 was their defensive rating with Giannis off of the court. Uh, might be a little bit higher than that, but there's still a stark contrast between the Bucks with Giannis and the Bucks without Giannis. So then, you know, offensively, I think, Matt, like they'll be kind of fine, right? You still have your key role players out there in the starting five. It's just what does this team look like from that standpoint when you're getting to the bench minutes? Because remember, you know, COVID is still dealing, COVID and injuries are still ravaging their way through this roster. You still got guys like Dante DiVincenzo who are missing time after he came back for a brief second, uh, was then right back out due to health and safety protocols, Grayson Allen too. So it, it, I understand it. And keep in mind, the Raptors have been playing really good basketball. They got their whole starting five back now, finally. They're starting to become complete once again after it seemed like a month without being uh, complete in terms of personnel availability. So I get it, but I, I think when at the end of the day, you know, now when you're getting in a little late on it, it's going to be the other side, which you walk your past because I, th I think everything's been sucked out of this number. John, a little bit before we get tipped off here, Golden State at Dallas. The fives have disappeared. Now Golden State yep. pretty much market-wide laying about four and a half on Dirk Nowitzki, uh, Jersey retirement night. Luka is back for Dallas for the last couple games, has been facilitating, as you mentioned in your column today at vcin.com, but not really shooting the ball very well. What do you make of Dallas? Dallas and Golden State, I know a lot of the value seems to be extracted now 
out of Dallas. Now, vston.com slash JVT. Let's specify that. Everybody go ahead and click it. Hit it up. Uh, <laughs> no, Wes, I, I agree with the market. Like, you know, what humans and I talked about this today on the show, which was, you know, if you look at Golden State since their loss to the Phoenix Suns, the, you know, right, that first contest that we were all so excited for, you know, they're 7-9 and nine against the spread in the 16 games that they have played since. You know, they're 8-2 and two straight up in their last 10 games, but their net rating is only plus 3.9. So they're winning games. They're barely getting by some of these teams, but the market, and rightfully so because they're a good team, has them power rated to the moon. And so when you look at like five, there were some, I think sixes that flashed earlier this morning. I would think that the, the, the Mavericks were going to be the side the market was going to be on. And that has been the case. The Mavericks quietly, while they've been really disjointed offensively, have actually been pretty steady on the defensive end. And so I would think that that's going to kind of come into play here against Golden State. And the other thing is too, Wes, you know, kind of bringing it back full circle to what we talked about with Kyrie Irving, you know, the first couple of games, when you see a star come back, you tend to see some disjointed efforts from them because, you know, they're not really comfortable. Uh, John Morant's a really good example. John Morant came back. He actually was a little inefficient his first game or two, but now he's working on this run that he's been on. He's been incredible. This could be the night where Doncic finally gets a little bit more comfortable. He gets his legs back underneath him, and the scoring starts to pick up as opposed to the facilitating that you talked about. John, I am on a prop tonight of Anthony Simons over 19 and a half points. No McCollum, obviously, uh, in this one tonight to go along with no Lillard. Tell me how I lose this bet. Uh, I, I'm not sure if you do like uh, Anthony Simons has been absolutely I, I like Anthony Simons a lot and the Portland Trailblazers like him a lot. Like if you look at what he has done for them uh, as he has developed throughout this time with his with the team, they, they really like him and they facilitate a lot toward him. They go toward him a lot when he's out there on the floor. And especially when you have role players like McCollum and, and Lillard in the times that he's not been out there, they're desperate for offense, man. Like their offense has been in the tank since the beginning of December and it has not gotten any better. And I would think at the end of the day, when you have a guy of his scoring ability, he's going to get the opportunity. And you know, Matt, I know you bet those props a lot more than I do, but like my mindset when it comes to those is you at least want to bet on the guy who's going to get the opportunity in the shots. And you know that he's going to get them tonight, whether or not the defense in front of him is going to be capable of, you know, containing him. Mm-hmm. John, uh, Trey Young had 56 the other night for Atlanta, and they've been scoring a lot of points, being very shorthanded. They have elected to kind of go a little bit more up-tempo. Market reflecting that. I know you're in on a better number. I believe I'm seeing 235, 235 and a half. Pretty much market consensus as Atlanta goes to Sacramento. When it moves this much, and just kind of a general betting question for maybe some of the newer bettors out there, when it moves this much, is this something where it's like, okay, I just wait for an end game when I know I've got the best of it? Or do you try even getting involved with the middle and going the other way? Uh, you know, Wes, like when it's moving this much, I'll probably go like pre-flop, you know what I mean, and, and get a little something on it. You know, I've been, I've been messing with it. It doesn't look like it's going anywhere, but uh, staying there or going up again, right? So, like, I'm going to sit back and wait till t- closer to tip-off to see if maybe I'll come in and set up a middle. But, you know, for me, like, because I'm a big pre-flop better, and I've talked to Gil and Matt about this before, you know, I, I do like to bet these games pre-flop. And, you know, you handicap the way that you do. You expect them from the opening tip to go the way that you want and then try to set up middles in that way. But it, it depends on how much I think it moves pre-game. But to your point, this is one of those where I don't think you'd really want to wait too much because – now you're talking about you know, what are we looking at right now? Almost a six-point move from the total that I got in terms of betting it over, that that's worth enough to bet that under before the game starts. John, these award markets were some of the more fascinating things last year. We watched them just kind of ping-pong yeah. all over the place. We saw some of this, especially Coach of the Year, where we this was one of the things I think we talked to you a ton about last year was just kind of like, you know, this this might be the one 
where you can really set up the most amount of value, right? If you if you just kind of wait, see how things are going to play out, because I think people get a little bit too a little bit too quick to start firing the firing on some of these. Is is there a coach out there? Like, is there a team that's kind of lurking that you think, okay, look, if maybe they get a little bit healthier, or maybe if you know this goes their way, or if if, if this stat kind of starts correcting itself, whatever it might be, could make a little bit of a run to where maybe it's not necessarily you're playing any of the players in any sort of anything from a from a market standpoint, but you might be looking at a coach. Yeah, I mean, I think the top of the list, man. It's, I mean, and I think the market's adjusted on him, and mm-hmm. he's he's getting near the top, but. To, I always do this. Taylor Jenkins, Taylor Gabriel, I think Taylor Jenkins, uh, the Memphis Grizzlies. Like he's done such a good job with that team. Like think about too, when John Moran was out, I think they won 10 of 11 games, nine out of 10 games, whatever it was. So even without the star player out there, right. They have been delivering consistently. And even in these games that they're winning, keep in mind, Dylan Brooks hasn't been playing. Anthony Melton hasn't been playing like that. I think outside of that. And the one thing that works in your favor, if you're hunting for guys that are even longer shots than that, like JB Bickerstaff has done a really good job with the Cleveland Cavaliers, but Ricky Rubio's out. Colin Sexton is out. We could start to see this team decline a little bit in terms of the results. And now they're going to start scuffling along with the play in type game. So maybe that's enough for some voters, but voters tend to believe what they saw last. So I, I would look at a guy like Taylor Jenkins. You can find him on the edge, hardwood handers, hardwood handicappers podcast. You've also got him writing up awesome stuff over on vston.com. He is everywhere. He is JVT at me, me JVT on the Twitter machine. John, thanks for the time, buddy. Good to talk to you guys. Thanks, John. Primetime action here on VEASAN. You are looking live at primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VEASAN, the sports betting network. VEASAN has a great new offer to help make this your best betting year ever. Our new big game, Big Dance Special, provides VEASAN Plus all access to everything we do from now until April the 5th for only $69. Sign up now and get our daily best bets email, 24-7 video access, the upcoming big game college hoops betting guides, plus full access to VEASAN.com with our exclusive betting splits breakdowns on every single game. It's one of the most exciting betting seasons of the year, so don't miss out on one of our best deals of the year, visit vsin.com slash big deal to sign up today. Kelly, did you get the uh, currency on that or no, I didn't. Sorry. Not a, Sorry. Would you like me to do that the entire show? Is that, is that not a thing that you're going to, you're not going to pick up the slack on that or no, no, not really. I don't think so. All right. Well then I'll, I'll just do it for our friends north of the border. <laughs> it's 8805 Canadian up there for our friends north of the border. Oh, 8805. It's, uh, it's shot up a dollar. 8805. So dollar, uh, U.S. dollar strong. U.S. dollar strong today. Yeah, U.S. dollar strong today. So 8805 Canadian if you want to take advantage of our deal there. So the MVP, we're going to take a look at this. Um, there is an overwhelming favorite, as you would imagine. It is Aaron Rodgers. He is minus 400 in this market. And the question is, is is there going to be anyone that could possibly overtake him? Now, we know for sure that we can go ahead and eliminate Joe Burrow from this because even if he were to put up a 600-yard, 10-touchdown performance this, this week, uh, it would have been a long shot anyway for him to overtake, and he is not going to play this week. So, Joe Burrow, you can scratch him off the list. Don't bet him at 10-1. to Yeah, one. he still is up there at 10-1. to one. So, yeah, don't bet that. Yes, he is not going to play this week. Um, Wes, we take a look at this. I mean, if we're, if we're really, you know, again, if we're, if we're really handicapping it's, mm-hmm. it's Aaron Rodgers. I mean, like it, it, he is the MVP or something. Is there anything at all Tom Brady could do this week 
do you think to move? Because it was Brady for a while. Is there anything at all Tom Brady could do to, to move back into the top? Matt, spot? I don't really think yeah. so. And now Aaron Rodgers finds himself in the role where he's actually getting some sympathy today mm-hmm. based on the revelation from one of the voters, that being Hub Arkish, who founded Pro Football Weekly, longtime uh, radio broadcaster on the Chicago Bears radio network, did reveal that he was not going to vote for Aaron Rodgers <laughs> and uh, I believe called him a jerk and some other things. <laughs> now, he is Hub is certainly uh Subsequently, rather, made a tweet about 20 minutes ago. Mickey said, I made a terrible mistake on my comments. I shouldn't have revealed my votes and whatnot. So we know there's one of 50 votes yes. not going for Aaron Rodgers. That has not made any kind of ripple in the market, obviously, at minus $4. But you look at the guys kind of down there below Burrow. Taylor and Cup basically are 50-50, a coin flip right now, to win Offensive Player of the Year. I think I saw, like, minus 110 split on both sides. So... Maybe who has the better week is going to end up winning that. But I think I think that this is Aaron Rodgers here. I don't see really Tom Brady being able to do much to overtake him. Tampa Bay right now, about eight, eight and a half point favorites over Carolina. We know Tom does not have his full arsenal yeah. of weapons on this team. And look, they were life and death. It was uh, Cyril Grayson that got the winning touchdown. <laughs> a man you're very familiar yes. with down in Baton yes. Rouge. Yes, uh, yes. Some several time NCAA champion is a sprinter who made the winning touchdown and they got by the Jets last week. So, you know, look, they're, we know that Green Bay's locked into the number one seed. They're, Aaron Rodgers has come out and said that he wants to play. This week. Now, I don't know ultimately if the decision will be his. Mm-hmm. I imagine he has a pretty good say in all of this because, again, we saw what happened in the offseason. Aaron Rodgers probably has pretty good pulls to whether he's going to play or not. Probably not in his best interest to play. No. You know, but again, even if he doesn't play, I think the body of work to this point, I just don't think, I mean, you know, even with a spectacular Brady performance mm-hmm. this week, I just don't see a scenario in which he ends up jumping in because as you mentioned, I mean, they're, they're over touchdown favorites as it is anyway, right? It'd be different if it was Bucks versus Chiefs this week mm-hmm. and Brady goes out and throws for 350 and four touchdowns and beats Mahomes or something like that. And then, oh, okay, we get this gigantic recency yeah, bias. but when you thing. do it against the Carolina yeah. team that is essentially DOA and just kind of playing out the string here, it has not gone well down in Charlotte for Matt Rule and those guys. But when you look at Rodgers, too, he's not only in line for the MVP, but we know Matt LaFleur, I believe, depending on your market, he and Zach Taylor and Cincinnati were neck and neck for coach of the year. I think they were somewhere around eight to five ish uh, earlier this week is what I last saw. So look awards on the line, obviously nothing left team wise for green Bay. They are going to be the number one seed throughout the NFC uh, division or conference of playoffs. But I wonder if maybe you see Rogers play like a first half. And that's what I think maybe the market is thinking here, because this was two and a half earlier this week when it was like, okay, maybe these dudes Mm -hmm. aren't going to play. And now you're seeing some fours in the market. And we know the lions look not very good, but Dan Campbell's guys do give an effort every single week. They have not packed it in two 13 and one. They're obviously in line perhaps for that draft pick, but we know players don't tank organizations may tank, but players don't tank. It's like, okay, I'm not going to try so we can get in a better draft position so you can get my replacement in the first or second Mm -hmm. round next year. So 
I think that some of the market or some of the betters are just maybe trying to get a number on Green Bay thinking, you know, that two and a half, that three, now three and a half is probably as low as I'm going to get when it's officially announced that perhaps Rodgers is going to play and most of the starters are going to mm-hmm. play. Then you're probably going to see 10 here in this spot. So I, I, I'm looking at looking at the stats right here. It does make sense that even if it's a quarter, right? So he's just shy of 4,000 passing yards. Mm-hmm. I think for sure he wants to get over the 4,000 yeah. passing yards. Yeah, yard, and, and that's a very good point yeah. you bring up, Matt, because this is contract incentive yeah. week. So coaches are going to want to get guys. It's like, okay, this guy needs another six receptions yeah. to get over 100 receptions or another 100 yards to get over 1,500 or whatever the incentive may be. So you're going to, I think, by and large, you're not going to see coaches try to you know, job their players mm-hmm. out of money. They're going to try to help them get that. And coincidentally enough, I'm looking at the Don Best screen here for the Green Bay and Detroit Lions first half. And I don't see any prices up there because of that very reason. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, they're probably going to have to wait on that number. Let let me spin this MVP question to you guys another way. If you got the bankroll, is minus 400 worth laying? Especially now that we're seeing this market has not, at least at DraftKings, has not corrected to – to get that Joe Burrow number a little bit longer. He's, I mean, at minus 400, is it actually worth playing? I mean, it would, de- you'd need, mm-hmm. you, you know, I mean, you'd need a significant bankroll, right? And like, that's the only thing. Right. right. If you're a smaller better, yeah. you know, 20, 50, $100 better. Absolutely no. not. And listen, there, there, there is, this is still a human vote. And, and as Wes brought up, there's one guy who's already come out and said, I'm not voting mm-hmm. for Aaron yeah. Rodgers. So it is worth at least pointing out that there might be some of these old school guys that are going to mm-hmm. be voting on this mm-hmm. that hold against him what he did in the offseason, even though that shouldn't play into into account because it's supposed to be what you do on the field. But this guy supposedly said he's not going to vote for him because he's a bad guy. Right. You know, and, and so, so maybe there is a scenario where some of these voters stray and whatever. I just don't think there'll be enough of them to stray right. off of that. Yeah, so. I don't I don't think so either. And one thing I don't want to do, and I think that goes not only with sports, but mm-hmm. with other walks of life, you never want to use social media as too much of a gauge yeah. because I was looking at it today and just a little bit off topic here, uh, Novak Djokovic, yes. who is the defending Australian Open champion, as that's going to get underway in Melbourne over the weekend. And I I believe was the uh, not quite the odds on favorite, but about even money or a little bit more to go ahead and win another Australian open. He was stopped at the border. They said, Mm -hmm. no, you are not entering our country because apparently Djokovic is not vaccinated. So I saw that reaction on Twitter, you know, from a lot of the sports media types like good, you know, Mm -hmm. good, good. But I don't think all of them, I think eventually some of them that may not love Aaron Rodgers personally are going to be like, well, I can't really dock him. You know, I can't really, you know, punish him. He's had a great season. They're going to be the number one seed in the NFC. They perhaps have the coach of the year this was a guy over the summer that was more likely to maybe continue hosting Jeopardy than playing quarterback for the Green Bay Packers. So I think that they're going to give him that credit. They're going to do it probably reluctantly, perhaps even kicking and screaming, but they're going to vote for him. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of, I put myself in this seat because like if I was, if I was a voter, Aaron Rodgers isn't my cup of tea, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, like, I don't particularly like his personality. He comes across right. as kind of smug and, right. and like, you know, I'm smarter than you. I'm better than you. And or, but I would vote for it. You know, so it's, just, it's like I I realize it's like hard for me not to. Yeah, it's like it's like he's not he's not my cup of tea. But from what he's done on the field this year and everything that he's done comparatively to these other guys, 
he's he's the MVP, you know, and and you're going to look at these counting stats and you're going to say, but wait a minute, he's he's way down the pass. Remember, he had to miss a game because of the COVID situation, so he is a game behind a lot of these guys that are ahead of him when it comes to these counting stats as well, which I think is another reason why we'll see at least a half of him playing. Like we said, get over that 4,000 passing yard mark. Go ahead, just go ahead and solidify, okay, yes, this is, throw another couple touchdown passes mm-hmm. in the first half, and, you know, this is my award. Now I'll go take the seat and let the, let the, yeah. let the backups. And we'll yeah. get to this later when mm-hmm. we give out our power rankings in the National Football League. Aaron Rodgers hasn't had a team at full strength. He's had some key players mm-hmm. out, both on the offensive line, on defense. Of course, Randall Cobb has mm-hmm. been out for a, several games this year. So this is the guy that's been doing this without really full strength team. Yeah, I agree 100%. So I, I think it's Rodgers. Listen, if you have a gigantic bankroll, sure, fire. Like if that's, if that's something I think that there'd be Almost near, no way that he loses this award, but I don't think it's worth it for anybody with a with a smaller bankroll at all. On the other side, we are going to talk to Johnny Avella from over at DraftKings and ask him about everything that's going on with them. I know he is going to be happy at least about one bit of information that came out over the last couple of days. Primetime action here on VC. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. If you missed any part of anything on the VSIN schedule today, don't forget to check out our free sports betting podcast. Catch replays of all the shows and download and listen on your schedule. Go to VSIN.com slash podcast and get beating the book with Gil Alexander, Market Insights with Josh Applebaum. Plus, we've got Hardwood Handicappers, Lombardi Line, Follow the Money, Coast to Coast Hoops, and many more. They are all free and available now at VSIN.com slash podcast or wherever you get your podcast and yes kelly i changed the read on the fly right there there I you go i know you're incredibly but you had it memorized impressed. So. yeah i know you're incredibly <laughs> impressed because again the read does not fit our particular show but yes uh let's go behind the book Our main man the head honcho over at DraftKings sportsbook johnny avello joining us here on the program. Johnny, how you doing tonight? Hello, Matt. How are you? Wes, how's things? Good to be with you, John, man. Long time no talk. Yeah, it's, it has been a while. Uh, doing good, man. It is, uh, listen, this is this is an interesting time of the year for, for me because, you know, I'm a big golf better. So I'm glad the golf's coming back. That's the, I know you're probably pretty excited as well with, uh, with that happening. I imagine this new ESPN deal is going to be good for you guys as well because the more people can watch golf, probably the more people can bet golf as well. 
Well, you know, we, they've been able to watch a, a lot of golf over the past year or so. Uh, at one time, you could watch the final round uh, of the tournament, sometimes the, uh, the you know, the, the semifinal round. But now uh, we were watching all the rounds. Uh, they were either on the Golf Channel or they were on, you know, somewhere out there. Uh, so now this is even going to expand that. So, yeah, I mean... I'd love to sit around and watch golf. My wife thinks I'm nuts. She says, you know, <laughs> how do you watch that? And I said, it's just, you know, when you're a golfer and you, you watch these guys swing, you just wish you could swing the club the way they do. John, in terms of the betting, uh, what are you seeing so far for this first event? And do you have a couple of opinions in terms of this very short field at Kapalua this week? I have no opinions, Wes, on this tournament. I didn't bet it. Uh, I'm, I'm not jumping in this first week. But I'll tell you what we're seeing at DraftKings. We're seeing uh, Justin Thomas, quite a bit of money on him. Uh, Jordan Spieth and uh, DeChambeau, uh, Shoffley, pretty much a lot of chalk is getting bet. The one guy out, outsider that's getting a little bit of play is Reed and Kepka's getting some too because of, of his higher odds. So uh, that's what the network is seeing. Johnny, we look at the awards market over at DraftKings, and of course, this is something we do every single week on the program because it's just fascinating now with all of the different jurisdictions that you guys have betting into these markets, how rapidly these things can move. And one in particular, the the offensive rookie of the year, where we had Mac Jones sitting at just a week ago, minus $5 to, to get home on that. Then Jamar Chase goes out and has a massive, massive game. And here we go, heading into the final week, Jamar Chase at minus 250. Now, was uh, was this just a, a move based off of an incredible flood of money that you guys got after people watched that, you know, all that highlights and, and everyone just making Jamar Chase out to be, you know, the next Randy Moss? Yeah, we did take some money on him for sure. Uh, now, you know, he, he not only had that spectacular week last week, he had another 200-yard game uh, receiving during the season. But there were some weeks where, you know, he wasn't so good. Um, you know, and Mac Jones actually, I, I believe, has been the more consistent player every week. Now, with that being said, we have another week to go here, and uh, I think this week can decide it. Um, if Mac Jones can have a, a good solid week and Chase doesn't do much, could turn the other way and, you know, Jones may get the award. But right now the money was on um, Chase. I'll tell you where our money was actually on was uh, it was on, uh, yeah, with those. I think it was just those two pretty much. Mac Jones took the early money and then Chase the late money. So um, we're okay with, with uh, actually Chase, with, uh, Chase we're going to win a little bit of money because his money was came in much later. John, uh, moving here to week 18, our final week of the regular season, and it seemed like last week we had a lot more pronounced moves in the betting market, largely due to COVID and whatnot, but we're not seeing, I don't think, or I don't know if you're seeing any at your store at DraftKings, but just judging by kind of getting an overall gauge of the market, haven't seen a lot of big movers this week as this is the final week of the regular season, maybe a lot of the playoff scenarios baked into the cake. Are you seeing any games standing out to you that have moved a little bit this week? Not from the opening line on uh you know, Sunday, not from that opening line, not too much. But remember, we put up that look, -a look ahead line, Wes. From that line, there's been some really drastic moves. Uh, we opened up Dallas three and a half. That's up to seven. 
We opened up the Chiefs three. That's up to ten and a half. We opened up Green Bay 11. That's down to three and a half. So <laughs> those are big moves, but that is from the look ahead line. Uh, when you look at the line that posted Sunday, you're right. You know, not too much, not like we've seen in the past couple of weeks with COVID moving these lines like crazy. Johnny, as far as the Super Bowl goes, is there any team that is either already in the playoffs or could get into the playoffs this this coming week that would be a a a pretty bad scenario for you guys that you would rather just have, have seen them either not make the tournament or, uh, or, or at least hope they don't make the tournament this week. I think it's, I don't think it's going to matter what happens this weekend. We already have our hazards. Uh, the Packers are one of them. The Pats are one of them and the Rams are one of them. So those three are hazards for us. And that's not going to change going into this weekend. Um, so, you know, one thing about Super Bowl futures is that you like to build up the pot and I, there's a long way to go. I mean, we've been booking the future since the summertime or actually go back to when football ended last year. Um, and we're going to, there's going to be a lot of money going in this pot over the next three or four weeks. So, uh, things are, will still change and there'll still be, um, you know, maybe more money going in over the next four weeks than when that came in over the last eight weeks. John, let me take a brief detour to college football here. Of course, we are now down to the final game, the national championship game. Rematch of what we saw a little over a month ago in Atlanta for the SEC championship with Alabama and Georgia. Georgia, a three-point favorite. What are you seeing so far? Are you seeing some good two-way? It seems like from guys I've talked to around town, they are getting two-way on this Georgia-Alabama rematch for the national title. Well, we're seeing two-way on the side. You know, we opened two and a half, and now we're at three with just light juice, minus 105. So on that particular, uh, you know, port portion of it, we are fairly balanced. But they're betting Alabama to win this game straight up, and they're going to continue to do that. Um, so we're going to need Georgia when it's all said and done. And when you look at our futures, Georgia's good for us, and Alabama isn't. So we're if we're going to need double Georgia, it looks like when this game tips off. Johnny, before we let you go, I do want to bring up, I mean, this, we had you on a, a week after the launch down there in Arizona. And you said from, from the first week of things, it looked like this could be a pretty special state. Then we finally get the numbers come out a couple of days ago, the first two months down there in Arizona, the largest launch of any of the states since the uh, repeal of PASPA, just unbelievable numbers, over 770 million coming in in handle in those first couple of months down there in, in Arizona. One, is that even, did that even ex exceed expectations for you? And two, are, are, I mean, is it out of the realm of possibility for us to think that this is people from here in, in Vegas taking that short drive across the border to take advantage of some of these markets that, that aren't available here in Nevada? It could be some of that, Matt. You know, some of the, uh, you know, sign-ups where you get bonuses. Some of the Vegas people could be, uh, or uh, Nevada people could be making that drive. Um, but, you know, I knew from my uh, tenure working in the books in, in Las Vegas that, there were a lot of people from Arizona that came up and wagered with us. Uh, and so th that's why I said that I thought it would be a good state. Arizona's a big state. Um, it, you know, Phoenix, a big area. That thing encompasses many, many millions of people. So, uh, you know, it's, it's not, it shouldn't be a surprise, and it's going to continue to grow. Yeah, and you guys uh, opening up. Uh, I guess the book will be up and running by the time the waste management gets going down there? No, no, that is not true. No, uh, 
We'll probably have a temp. You know, we're up with our digital, so you could be on the golf course and make a bet. Uh, we're probably going to have some kind of temporary uh, setup down there, and it's not going to be a temporary book. It's just going to be a temporary setup to introduce you to DraftKings. Uh, we're probably a, a year or so away from actually building our book down there. Johnny, appreciate the time as always, and uh, I wish I'd say good luck to you this this week, but I I, I hope you don't have good luck this week. Hey, you, that's the what that's the feeling you should have, man. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't blame you. So, uh, but thank you and thank you. <laughs> appreciate it, Johnny. Johnny Avella from DraftKings West. It was. Uh, you know, one of those things down there in, in, in Arizona, and this is some of the, something that Kelly and I have talked about. You know, I mean, it's, it's mm-hmm. with it being a short drive, all those bonus offers, all those markets we don't have here, it wouldn't surprise me if some of that handle was, was coming from the guys here that have either moved down there or, or at least are driving down there. No, to take no question about it. All the professionals down here, it's a pretty short drive. Uh, go down to Kingman or wherever you go <laughs> down there, Flagstaff, and get you some sports betting done. We are going to do our power rankings here whenever we come back. I know, hotly debated power rankings. Primetime action here on VC. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, it's Danielle, Will, and Ryder from Pod Meets World. Thanks to our friends at Hyundai, we were able to record a very special episode for you guys at the one and only, wait for it, Boy Meets World House. Take a listen. Are there any moments or spots on any of the sets we worked on over the seven years that you guys felt more at home that were like your little spots on the set you like to hang out? I'm afraid it was the sink. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, yeah. You had to act <laughs> by the sink a lot. lot. Yeah. I was behind the counter. Yeah. Right. Doing business constantly. Uh-huh. Mom stuff. Uh-huh. <laughs> Disciplining you <laughs> in some way. This has been brought to you by the fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5. New episode out now. You can listen wherever you get your podcasts.